All right, welcome back. Thank you for joining us. Hope you had a nice break. I am here with Stephen Krause, our business ownership and operations expert. How are you doing today, Stephen? I'm good. How are you, Megan? I'm fantastic. Just getting into the week, starting our Mondays off, you know, with a flow session. So it's a great way to start the week. Um, I know the last several weeks we've talked a lot about resources and cash resources and how to get money. And we've touched a bit on the fact that humans, you know, those who work for us or with us in our business are, are a big resource. Um, so I thought today we might dedicate a bit of time and you could share with us, you know, when when is a good time to recognize or how do I recognize, hey, it's time to start bringing humans in and what does that look like? Absolutely. And, and you're right. It, the, the, um, we, we've talked about the, the fact that sometimes it is the human element that is part of our stuck, right? Part of what gets us stuck. Um, and sometimes that can be, you know, behavioral and sometimes it can be, you don't have the help that you need. Right. And so the, there are a few ways to go about uh, looking at this. The first thing that you really need to understand is when do you know you need help? Mm -hmm. And so the, what I, what I'd like to touch on is, is kind of the, when you know you need help and then some options around getting that help. Yeah. So, so if we look at when do you know you need help, um, you can, you can make an argument for time. You know, if I'm working 60 hours a week, then I might need help. Um, for entrepreneurs, I'm going to honestly say you got to be careful with that one because we tend to be workaholics anyway. Okay. And, and I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm not saying that you don't need help. What I'm saying is if you work 60 hours and that's your, your, your um, lever to convince you, you need help. And then you hire someone and you're working 60 hours so that you can pay them. You haven't solved the problem. Okay. So, you know, you really need to look at your own character and what are you going to do with your time? And, and this is actually very salient to my life right now because I'm trying to not work a whole bunch and it's not working out very well for me. Um, not because bad things are happening simply because my, my character is such that I don't like not working. Yep. Um, and part of that is an exploration of what does it mean to be me if I'm not working? And that's a different <laughs> podcast or a different, different yes, video, hey, probably, absolutely. but, um, you know, so, so you do need to understand your own self, right? But time is definitely one that you can look at. I would change it to time applied to your best value. Okay. If I'm doing accounting, I need help right? If I'm doing media production for small business owners on a specific topic, I'm probably doing what I need to be doing. Mm -hmm. And, and so, uh, you need to understand where your best, uh, value is in promoting your own business, whether that's in the production of your product, which for many, uh, solopreneurs and service providers, that is what we do is the production of our product. Um, or if it's in management of a team, well, if you're 
producing product, but your best value is in managing the team, you know, there's a disconnect there yeah. and maybe you need some, some help. So when you look at time, look at it from the perspective of, am I, is my time spent doing something valuable for my business or is too much of it spent doing something that I'm maybe not as skilled at? Maybe I'm not, maybe I don't like it. That's okay not to like stuff and have people do it, you know? So um, that's the first one is understanding uh, how much of your time is spent uh, pushing your business forward and how much time is spent on activities to which you're not well suited, okay? Um, then we kind of get into, well, what are the other criteria? And really it's going to come down to, uh, a, a couple of things and small business owner owners don't always think about both of them. One of them is revenue, which is the no brainer, yeah. right? What can you bring into your business? What skill set can you bring into your business that will add revenue? Um, the other one I want to talk about is, is regulatory requirements. So if you are required by OSHA or some other government agency to have someone in charge of something or to have a program around something, you need to figure out if you've got the skill set to do that. Now, that can become a very expensive uh, thing, which is why most small business owners kind of go, I not going to, I'm going to pretend I don't know what that is, uh, yeah. um, which is a, another podcast or another video also. But um, I, if you want to be kind of, it, humans like to categorize things. And so I look at, at uh, bringing on help with, basically there's three categories of employees and it all comes down to revenue. There are, are, employees that add to revenue, employees that are revenue neutral, and employees that cost money. Mm -hmm. And as business owners, we don't want to have as many, we want to have as few employees that cost money as possible. And those are the people who are keeping us regulatory compliant. The, the, uh, uh, you know, in lawyers for the most part, Accountants generally don't bring revenue in. Yeah. So, um, and and I, I don't want to disparage any of those professions. I'm a very big fan yeah. of lawyers and accountants, yeah. but we have to understand where they fit into the business. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and, and there are others. So uh, the HR is another good example uh, of that. So, and then you have revenue neutral employees, which is kind of a gray area because you know, if you're not directly bringing in revenue, then what's your, what's your uh, place in that categorization? And that's where I put the, the people who are managing the team that actually does make money, mm -hmm. right. That, that directly makes money. So you're, you're uh, and, and oftentimes it, the, the business owner fits that, mm -hmm. fills that position, right. Who's managing the production team. The the business, often the business owners yep. who's managing the sales team. Oftentimes it's the, the business owner. So, um, the, uh, and then there's the employees that make money. Your salespeople and your production people are the people who are generating the value, um, 
for your business. And, and so it's important to kind of keep those categories in mind as you go through this process of bringing help into your business. Um, for example, uh, and, and we're very lucky now because the, the ability to distribute um, information and provide service using the internet is much more prolific than it was, you know, 10 years ago and certainly 20 or 30 oh, yeah. years ago when I started. Yeah. So and 30 years ago, we didn't have the <laughs> Not even so, <laughs> what? Old, old different world. Um, you know, we started our business with an accountant as one of the first employees. Yeah. A book, a bookkeeper. Mm -hmm. And I would, I would strongly encourage a modern solopreneur or small business to explore every, every avenue to outsource that particular function rather than bring someone on permanently. Yep. So, so, um, and that's kind of where we have to go with this is, is now you've said, okay, I'm spending 20% of my time doing work that doesn't add value to my business or doesn't add my best value. Yeah. to my business. So what are those things? And you say, okay, well, I'm doing some accounting and I'm Googling legal work. Don't even get me started. Don't Google <laughs> legal stuff. Um, and, and so what do I, what am I going to do? Uh, or I'm handling HR issues, which yeah. is, you know, that one, uh, very often the, the way that, that business owners get in trouble with HR is not knowing what they don't know. And, just going off and hiring somebody. Oh, I hired my or, neighbor. It was great. Or handling the situation themselves yeah. without an expert uh -huh. and saying and not understanding how to protect their business um, and what to put in place in order to do that. So um, the, the idea is to say, okay, now I know these categories of work that I need to get done. Um, if you have to figure out whether or not your business can support the help that you think you need. And here's, here's where business owners get into a trap, right? I can't, I I'm working, let's say I'm working 20 hours on stuff that isn't directly related to promoting my business. Okay. If I hire, let's say, well, and let's say it's in two categories. Let's say I need some production help and some office help. If I hire two full-time employees, that's a huge impact on my financials. Yeah. Right. And are you, you have to pull, you have to do some budgeting work around this, whether it's uh, on a napkin or on an Excel spreadsheet, whatever it is. Um, you really need to go through and say, if I'm freed up, mm -hmm to not do accounting and not answer the phone and whatever other administrative work that you might be taking uh, your time doing. And I'm freed up to not manage these HR issues. How much, because now we've said basically those two are not revenue generators, mm -hmm. right? So now um, I have to be freed up enough to make the revenue difference mm -hmm. to pay those two people. Now, if your business is a cash cow and you're and you have no issues, well, Hallelujah. good on you and go go town, right? That's, that's, <laughs> but generally speaking, that's not where we live, right? And so we have to say, okay, now if I bring on this administrative help and I spend, uh, you know, let's say that's 15 hours a week, am I going to bring in 
and and I don't want to say that you're outselling, but are you going to be able to leverage that time for a full-time employee? And the same thing goes with the HR. If I'm spending 5% of my time on HR and I'm not, that isn't my best work, um, you know, then I have to say, can I take, is 5% of that time going to pay for a, an HR professional? Well, now we have the opportunity to use um, uh, outside services yep. to provide that support, right? We have, um, you know, there are plenty of good HR companies, plenty yep. of good accountants. Yep. Um, in the pre-show, we were talking about VAs, virtual yep. assistants. Um, and, and so you can start to pull some of that in and say, okay, if I have 20 hours, if I'm doing this 20 hours a week, A, if it's not my skill set, is it really going to take someone who knows what they're doing 20, 20 hours? hours. That's a you good know, question. If I'm doing website work, I guarantee <laughs> someone else can do it faster, huh? right? Um, if if someone is doing, uh, if I'm doing HR, that I have to go through whatever uh, process I go through to find the resources I need to make sure that I know what I'm doing that's going to take a lot longer than someone who knows what they're doing. Yep. If I'm trying to categorize uh, uh, transactions in accounting and I'm not a bookkeeper, it's going to take me longer than it would take a bookkeeper. So the first thing to say is what is a realistic expectation of a professional doing this job? Mm -hmm. And then you've got to take a little bit of an ego hit and say that probably cut it in half. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> and, and so, um, the, what I would, uh, advise people to do is make a list of the things you do in that area and call a couple of professionals and say, Hey, these are the entries I'm making every week in accounting. How long should, how long would that take? And is that something you're interested in doing? Mm -hmm. Um, or here are the, the HR issues that I have to deal with, you know, on a regular basis. You know, how long should that take? What is a, and, and then have those providers send you a proposal, Yeah. you know, and what, what would that look like to yep. you? Um, so let's, let's pause there. Do you have any, any thoughts or questions about that? No, I was just going to say, I, I, I was glad that you'd mentioned the professional aspect because you don't always have to hire an employee because we can get to that here. Now hiring an employee adds like we said, HR stuff, but it adds other expenses than just their salary. Yep. And so that's where, especially if you're stair-stepping and going, okay, it's just me. And like you pointed out, I'm spending 20 hours. A professional could do it in seven to 10. That's not, seven to 10 is not worth hiring an employee for. It, well, and that's exactly the point because then, then you've brought somebody on assuming that they were going to spend 20 hours a week doing that. And then let's say you brought them on half time and then they're sitting on their thumbs Yeah. while you're trying to, or, or trying to fill the time with something. And then part of your job becomes, how do I keep this person busy? Yeah. Well, that's the opposite of what you hired them for. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, or they find things to do that then you go, oh, well, that seems like a good idea. 
but is it adding value to your business or is it keeping them busy? Busy, yeah. Right. And so, um, you know, keeping the office supplies organized is not necessarily going to add value to your business that is worth the amount that you're paying, yeah. right? Um, it is sometimes cheaper to have too many pens because you have to buy them more more often than you think you do than to have somebody who keeps them organized and you know that, okay, if I need a pen, it's right here. Yeah. Uh, and you need to kind of look through that. Um, and, and I think the first go-to for most business owners should be, can I get somebody to do this service yep. as a service-based? Um, you know, people don't like the word consultant, but honestly, that's a label that we place on business people. Yeah. Really? Because like, I've got a dentist appointment at, at 12 today. Mm -hmm. My dentist is a consultant. Yes. You know, I, I don't, he doesn't work for me. Right. Um, and, and so every service provider that we use could be called a consultant. So I, I think people, it would be good for people to get away from the, the fear around that word because it keeps us from getting help. Yeah. And, um, and, and what do, what do consultants do? We re we, we couch consultancy with other words to make people feel better. But the reality is that it's all the same thing. We're outside service providers that have expertise that maybe you don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so the, the, the first step, for me is, can I get somebody to do this very part-time? Yeah. Cause you can always bring somebody in if you get, if it's getting, uh, if you're uh, paying a, an outside professional 30 hours of work a week, you can start and, and it's valuable. And yeah. you, you said, okay, yes, I absolutely need this. Then you have to start thinking about, you know, at that point I've got a full-time, uh, very nearly a full-time oh. job going. And what does that look like? And the beauty of it is you're probably already paying what you would pay somebody to work for you because, yep. you know, outside professionals are not going to be the lowest cost solution mm -hmm. and that's okay. Um, but that differential is going to be uh, relatable to the overhead of having an employee on your staff. Yeah, that's a good so point. So it, you know, so it it helps you really understand what that financial situation is going to look like and so that um i i guess that that's um really the the part that i would focus on is is understanding how can i do this mm -hmm. in the way that impacts my business financially the least and productively the most yeah. Yeah. And I think that that, you know, that really is, is a point is that we have so many consultants, you know, and it's just someone who specializes in a specific area of business. That's it, Let's just get real. That's what a consultant is, you know, accounting, consulting and ops consultant. They're all the specialist. That is, like you said, that's a great way to help you. And I love that you correlated the cost of paying a consultant is very near the cost. Yeah. Your per hour cost to a consultant is higher. Because when we think employee, we always just go, I'm paying them $20 an hour. Well, 
plus tax plus expenses, you know. And so it really is very comparable. So if you can afford the consultant, you're paying them 30 hours a week, and it'd be easier for you to just have someone at the desk next to you, you're ready to go. Hire that 30 hours, you know, because 30 hours is so nearly full-time that you probably would get a full-time employee at that point um, in transition. But I think that's just really the best advice about how to bring humans in is to look at what's sucking revenue from my business because I'm spending so much time doing it. Yeah. And, and you can, the, the other nice thing about uh, an outside service professional is that they're you're, you can vary their hours, you know, yep. completely randomly. Yep. Um, and, and it depends on your arrangement with them, but, but they can, you know, you can use two hours one week and five hours the next week. Um, employees don't like that, right? Because they're trying to count on a paycheck. Mm -hmm. And so before you hire someone on, uh, understanding what kind of hours they're really going to, they're really going to be looking at on a regular basis is really important. Yeah. One thing we touched on uh, in a previous conversation that we should probably bring into this one is the idea of, uh, using a temporary agency. Yeah. If, if you're going to bring somebody in, let's say you've got a solid 20 hours that you know is going to need to do, um, uh, or you're, you know, you're going to need somebody for, for that time. Then my advice is always to, uh, use people who do things better than I do. Mm -hmm so that I don't have to do them and they're going to get done better. And, and temporary agencies or employment agencies will do a lot of the front end work that employers either don't want to do, don't know how to do, or won't do. Right. And so you can send a, a requirement to a, a, an agency and say, I need somebody who can work these hours. They need to have these qualifications. Um, I'm willing to pay this much whatever that variable is. And, um, you know, maybe they need to be able to get, a, a um, maybe they need to be able to pass a background check yeah. or something, you know, and you can send that to the agency and then let the agency do their work and say, I only want to talk to your top 10, you yeah. know, or, or right now I don't, know if everybody, the news that I'm seeing and certainly my own experience until recently was that bringing people on was very difficult, mm -hmm. you know, for, for all of, you know, everybody coming out of, of, uh, COVID, you would think there would be this glut of people on the market and they're just, they're just not there. Yeah. So, um, uh, hiring talent is hard work. And as the business owner, you can use an outside service agency to do that work for you. Mm -hmm. And again, you're going to go back and yes, you're going to pay 20, 30, or even up to 50% on the salary to have an agency do that. But if you think through the cost of advertising and promoting a position, looking at resumes, you know, figuring out who matches your criteria and then scheduling interviews, um, that's, that's worth it. Plus when you hire somebody on, you've got 20 to 30% of overhead just by having a, uh, another body in the building. Yeah. So, um, well, it's, it, to me, it's very worth doing that. 
It is, and I, I, I like that you bring that back up because um, what? Sorry, I'm right on a street where the sirens go a lot. Um, I have experience hiring people throughout my career. A lot of small business owners have either never done it or have nominal experience doing it. And let me tell you, getting it wrong is expensive. Not just the money you lose, but the time you lose and the mindset you lose and maybe the customers you lose if you really get it wrong, if they're engaging with your customers. So it's really important to be prepared for that, to have those job descriptions. And doing a temp agency is great because if it's not working out, it's not on you. They send you someone else. Like They're like, okay, hey, let's get a different personality. Like Here was your second choice on your interview list. Let's bring them in. You have that backup right away. You don't have to start all over. So I, I love yeah. the idea of the temp agency. And it, and it really does. There, there's a lot about HR, and, and this is where I would pull in an HR professional too, yeah. is we're not good at that, mm -mm. you know, uh, for the most part. Now, there are <laughs> some people that are very good at it, and I don't want to dismiss their capabilities. But as, as a population, uh, we don't handle HR particularly well. We will let a problem lie a lot longer than it should <laughs> because we'd rather not deal with it. Yep. Um, but you can really poison your culture yeah. by doing that. And, and bringing in the wrong person, like you said, can be very damaging. So just to kind of, I think we're running up against our time. So yeah. um, just to, to kind of summarize that whole process, when we, in order to, when we talk about getting unstuck around recent people um, and, and hours worked, hmm. um, we can talk about time, but like I said, you've got to be careful about how you look at time. If I'm working 60 hours a week and I want to work 40 and I hire somebody thinking that's what's going to happen and that's not my character, I'm still going to be working 60 hours a week and trying to support somebody. So that's something to keep in mind. And then the other thing is to look at what you need to be doing that you're not um, or, or what you are doing that you shouldn't be really is the best way to look at it and say, who can I bring in to do this? And don't just assume that you know what it's gonna take to achieve those goals if you're not doing it. Yeah. Ask somebody who knows what they're doing, how long would it take you to do this? Can you send me a proposal? Get two or three and, and you know, kind of, you don't have to shop it around a lot, but shop it around a little bit so that you go, I mean, if you shop it around to, if you get two providers and they give you wildly different answers, then you probably either need to have a more in-depth discussion with them or talk about their assumptions, or you need another, you need a another third, third opinion. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, and then once you do get to the point where, okay, I'm paying uh, a service provider 20 or 30 hours a week, a, your service provider is probably going to start pushing you to go find some real oh, help unless, yeah. unless you are their only customer or something like that, or it's an agency where that that's part of what they do. But you know, once, once uh, a small, a small contractor is working that many hours for you, they're going to start saying, Hey, you know, you might want to need somebody that yeah. to do this. But once you get to that point and you start to say, I need to bring somebody, maybe they don't need to work in the office, but they need to work for me. Huh? Then looking at uh, uh, an outside agency uh, like a temp agency or an employment agency is a really good option to start off. And just to kind of tie that up, if you don't like the idea of 
temps because you feel like you want everybody to be part of the family and all of that, um, you can do a temp to hire where they work for you for three months or six months. And that's the arrangement you have with the temporary agency. Um, And that gives you the opportunity to make sure the employee is going to work well in your environment. And it gives the employee time to say, is this something I really want to do? Yeah. And prove that they can do it. Yeah. So it is, it's a great way to just transition into that employee. Um, temp to temps to start. If you find one you like, do that temp to hire and then get them on board in your culture. So Steve, thank you so much for all your words of wisdom today, because it really is that is getting humans to help us is the hard, hard part for small business owners. We're so used to doing it alone, but like you said, you know, Sometimes we need to let go of those things so we actually can be where we like to be in our business and then the business revenue can can actually show, hey, now we're all firing on all cylinders. So for our members watching live or on replay, if you are struggling with your business and getting unstuck in your business, please connect with Steve through the expert page in Flow Working. You can also join us every Monday morning for our Monday morning mastermind. Make sure that you schedule your next session. And Steve, we'll see you next Monday. Thank you so much. Great, Megan. Take care. Bye. In this episode, I chat with Stephen Krause, owner of Beyond 50%, about how hiring help, whether it's an employee or someone like a contractor, can really add time back into your day. Yeah.